Hey, everybody, and welcome to Silence Your Cell Phones. My name's Kevin, here with my buddy, Jarrett. What's up? Simple, yet sophisticated. I love yeah, it. You know, that's me. So this week was a fun week. I had a good time anyways. I got a lot of uh, TV watching done. Uh, not so many movies, but still. Uh, Jarrett. Yes, sir. Before we get into anything, what did you watch this week? A lot of anime. Uh, I think I watched like one episode of Yellowstone. Mm-hmm. Uh, watched some Full Metal Alchemist. Started watching Dragon Ball Z. That's been my go to sleep show. Oh, nice. Yeah. Because I know I can go in and out without it actually mattering. Uh, I watched American Psycho. I watched What a Girl Want or What Women Want. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that was it for my movies. It was pretty low key. Uh, the football games Sunday, I didn't have any intention of watching, but they were really good. So I ended up watching both of them, probably the best playoffs in the NFL I've seen. The last couple of weeks in the NFL yeah. playoffs has been pretty amazing. Yeah. So I actually spent a lot of Sunday is when I watch a lot of my movies. And then I spent all of that watching football. So not as many movies, but I got the ones that were my homework. Cool. And then I might watch one after we get off today. Nice. I like it. What about you? What'd you get into? So I actually had a, a pretty chill week. I used the uh, downtime from not having to watch Binge Worthy to um, also watch some different animes. Um, I continued watching Naruto, still doing yeah. that. And it's kind of like your FMA or, or your uh, DBZ where I can, I can just go in and out, yeah. kind of pick and choose. Like I, I watched the tuning exams. Yeah. Um, which is like. I think for OG or like Naruto, I think it's most people's favorite uh, arc. Yeah, you can almost stop watching it after the Chunin exams. Yeah, yeah, like after Sasuke leaves, like I, I rewatched their uh, their fight, which was dope, insane, insane, uh, especially for the time. Uh, I did watch um, Mad Max, which was my homework movie as well as Pride and Prejudice. Um, and I got a lot to say about both of those movies. Uh, Mad Max in particular, I, I don't know. I don't know if we've got any huge Mad Max 1979 Mel Gibson's coming out party type fans. Yeah. But you're probably not going to like what I have to say. Yeah. Spoiler. So there's that. But yeah, it was, a, it, was a, it was a relaxing week. You know, I got to take a little time and focus on some other stuff and I, I also watched the, the playoffs but you know me i'm i'm not gonna not watch them that's fair at least this sunday we just have the pro bowl and no one actually cares well the senior bowl is this saturday yeah no one actually cares about that either well you know i do yeah so. i mean sam Howell's gonna like not do anything so that's not true he's gonna, he's gonna get like two drives yeah, but he's going to throw a 69-yard bomb for one of them and drive down the field and r- run a touchdown in for the other. I can feel it. Slap that? <clears throat> no. Okay, so not that confident. Not that confident. The most important thing is Joe Burrow stopped us from having to see Jackson Mahomes twerk at the Super Bowl, and that's re- <laughs> that's really all America needed. Yeah, I saw so many memes about yeah. Jackson Mahomes and uh, what's his wife's name, Brittany? Uh, I think it's just his girlfriend. I don't think they're married. I think they're married. They got a kid the whole nine. I don't. Th- I mean, you don't have to be married to have a kid. Well, no, you're right. I'm just saying. I think that he has both a wife and a daughter. Uh, maybe I just thought it was his girlfriend. Uh, well, 
either way, we won't have to see them anymore. Yeah, she's awful. So it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't matter. Yeah. I, you know, I, I'm no, going to withhold judgment on her. I she's cringe. She's cringy. Yeah. She's supportive, though. She, you know, no, she, it's, she's, it, it, it's not, you know, I, I think don't, don't pay attention to socials. So, but Jackson, you. Jackson's awful. Okay. Fiance. Oh, they're engaged. Okay. Yeah. So a little bit column A, a little bit column B. Yeah. Right. Yes. Right. In the so middle. Patrick, there's still time to get out. It's not, bro. I'm telling you, you can't. I don't think she's an issue. I think I his do. brother is they're the biggest both, problem. They're both issues, dude. Oh, well. They're together. That, they're that together is neither here nor there. Uh, so, as you guys know, for the month of February, we're doing like rom coms, we're doing romantic movies, love movies, whatever you want to call them. It's kind of our focus for the month. Uh, Jarrett gave me a pretty solid classic love story i gave him more of a rom-com mm-hmm. um both are mel gibson movies right oh no sorry i was thinking of mad max you had a mel gibson movie though right yeah i mean what women want is a mel gibson movie i was just making sure I, it's been a while since i've seen it so yeah 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 yeah. um but i got pride and prejudice and that's uh kira knightley mm-hmm. uh 2005 banger uh, it's a classic. Everybody knows it. Love story. Um, so, Jared, do, do you want to do you want to go first here, or do sure. you want me to go first? Okay. How do you want to? Do? Okay, I'll go first, and then I'll go first with everybody's a critic. Okay, cool. Or you can go first with everybody's a critic. Sorry, uh, either way is fine. Yeah. So you gave me what women want with Mel Gibson, Helen Hunt, uh, a couple other actors and actresses that I could recognize but never knew their names uh i'm not gonna pull up time to be for it uh it's your quintessential 90s rom-com you know it's got mel gibson the he's a head of marketing or a big marketing firm uh he thinks he's going to get promoted every ad he runs is basically just the typical male ideals right so hot chicks in waterfalls wearing skimpy bikinis and that's what he's made his career off of that's what the market likes uh but then turns out the market is actually becoming more female oriented so they bring in helen hunt who actually takes the promotion that he thought he was going to get um and he she gives him this task of making markets or making commercials for all these feminine products, pantyhose, wonder bras, things like that. Um, he is trying them on, trying to figure out how to do this because, you know, he doesn't think like a woman uh, gets in an accident where he gets electrocuted by dropping a hair dryer into a bathtub full of water. Uh, and then he wakes up the next day with the ability to hear women's thoughts and essentially treats it like a superpower you know he becomes every woman's favorite guy because he can answer all their questions and you know he becomes super sentimental and all this to get his job or get the promotion back and essentially get Helen Hunt to lose her job he like like starts snaking her ideas out from under her without her even knowing it because he can hear her thinking Uh, and essentially in that whole process 
in typical rom-com fashion. He and Helen Hunt fall in love. He actually finds out that thinking or hearing all women's thoughts has made him a better, more sentimental person uh, and makes him a better person overall. And yeah, they end up happily ever after. Okay. Uh, Did it, was it like you remembered it? Like, did you, did you think it was a a good movie then as opposed to now? Does it still? You know, it was good. There were some funny parts. I like Mel Gibson. Uh, He's a really good actor. I really like Helen Hunt. There, I mean, there were some funny scenes. It, it was kind of like shallow how. Oh, I was thinking that. I was, I was yeah. literally going to say that. Yeah. That's so, awesome. so, but like, I guess it was like a previous generation shallow how because it came out when I was too young to call it mine, and right. we got shallow how probably in my middle school, high school age. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, it's, it's a good movie. I give it like a three out of five. You know, it's not stellar. It's good to throw on. It's got some laughs. Uh, it really, you know, I know the whole purpose of the movie is like, oh, if you're more understanding of women's thoughts and feelings, then like you can probably get more women. But in all react- actuality, he was still rich and looked like Mel Gibson. So <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think that had more to do with it. I can see we're going to have similar themes than our... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> in our discussions because uh something in pride and prejudice very much made me think that exact same thing yeah uh i will tell you that i was i i had forgotten or maybe i just didn't realize who she was until later now but marissa tomei oh yeah was in that movie uh she was in the movie yeah she was a one-night stand he had uh she worked at a coffee shop Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and I would have probably not recognized her had not been for Aunt May and all yeah. this stuff later, but... We love Marissa Tomei. She's awesome. Yeah, it's funny. Like, if you're a rom-com fan, I think this is your quintessential 90s rom-com. Very thematic to probably a bunch of other stuff, so... Sure. Okay, cool. Well, um, you know... That movie came out in 2000. I didn't realize that it was close enough to be 90s that long ago. Yeah. No, I wasn't correcting you at oh, all. Oh, yeah, 22 and years. I, I just realized that it's, it's been out that long. That's pretty yeah. wild. Um, so this week, uh, you gave me Pride and Prejudice, and I hadn't seen that movie. I think it came out, it came out in 2005, and I want to say I watched it in, like, ninth grade in English class. Probably. Um, and so it's, it had been a hot minute since I'd seen it. And even then I probably wasn't paying attention because I was a dumb high school kid. Um, I, I, I tell you, I enjoyed a lot of the dialogue in the movie. So for those of you who aren't familiar with Pride and Prejudice, it's essentially, it's based on a Jane Austen novel, right? Yes. Um, based on a, a Jane Austen novel and, the main character, Elizabeth, is one of five daughters that her parents, who are, they come from humble means, uh, are trying to marry off. And this is, I want to say, 19th century Britain, England. Yeah. Uh, essentially, it is a love story between two, I guess, unlikely uh, people uh, and Mr. Darcy and elizabeth 
they kind of butt heads early. Um, they, you know, later on they, they fall in love. He realizes he's in love with her, you know, the whole nine. So my biggest thing with this movie that I, that I just absolutely didn't like was the mother. Uh, you, you recently saw this, right? Yeah. I could not stand her mom. She was the most annoying person, obnoxious, like the way, the way she was, uh, what's the word I'm looking for when, when people, they care about like what their neighbors think about them. So she's like a encourageable gossip, right? Yeah. So she's constantly talking about her daughters and their prospects and how she's expecting a marriage to some rich, you know, suitor. Um, she was intolerable throughout the entire movie yeah i don't i mean obviously we look at it through i mean i'll say rose colored glasses because you know we think you marry for love and stuff like that but i think that's just how it operated no i look i'm not saying it didn't operate that way at all because like even in like the cyrano trailers you know the mom of the main actress in uh, or the main love interest in Cyrano is talking about how she shouldn't marry for love. She should marry for money. Status. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, she's poor. And so you marry for money. So you're well off and taken care of and right. so forth and so on. So I think as I get the mom for Pride and Prejudice being annoying, but I just think that's status quo for. Well, see, here's the thing. I, I think, I, I think, then it was it, it was acceptable to marry yeah. for status, marry for position, monetary gain, financial gain, whatever you want to call it, uh, yeah. fiscal stability. Uh, it's not that's that's not the principle is not what I had an issue with. Mm-hmm. It, it was the way she, like, it was her whole personality. I think she was designed that way. I think she was designed for you to not like her. Yeah, because it essentially. It was part of the reason why the older sister didn't marry the other rich guy. Right. Uh, Mr. Uh, what's his name? Oh, uh, starts with a G. Oh, it starts with a B. Mr. Bingley. Yeah. And so it was the whole reason why they didn't marry was because Mr. Darcy essentially said, your family, especially your mom and your little sisters are awful. They're awful to be around. Like nobody wants that. So um yeah that was one of those things but she did a great job as an actress like i really disliked her i think that was the whole point i don't think you're supposed to like her at all um so as an actress as a like her performance was really good uh kiera knightley was awesome in this movie i got really mad at mr darcy for saying that she looked plain i like i was visibly upset i wanted to punch him i've never met him he's probably a nice person yeah in real life but uh i wanted to hit mr darcy because you don't say that about Karen knightley yeah ever out ever. of all out of all the women in the world Karen knightley is far from plain yeah yeah she was probably the most attractive person on set yeah well, probably you know yeah so whatever don't call her plain uh donald sutherland probably my favorite character in the entire movie the dad yeah yeah he oh oh my camera okay so they had a situation early on in the movie where um, essentially 
the heir to the house that they lived at um, was going to this gentleman who was their cousin. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, this was common practice, I'm sure. Uh, He proposed to Elizabeth. And he was just awful. Yeah. Just super awkward. He's he's the worst, man. He was just not not cool not not yeah no cool no chill yeah no chill um and the mom was like are you are you crazy for wanting to turn that down are you are you nuts you're gonna be well taken care of and Kara Knightley's like nah like I ain't I ain't about it yeah well dad comes out because the mom's like talk some sense into your daughter right well dad goes out there and said look if you don't marry this guy you'll your your mom will not speak to you ever again you will not have anything to do with one of your parents but if you do marry him then i won't have anything to do with you and i was like yes yeah dad dude donald sutherland's character was awesome in this movie he was great he was he was very likable i think my favorite and why i love the movie so much uh the scene where Elizabeth chases out to the promenade during the rain. Yeah. Uh, Mr. Darcy, like that entire dialogue and the way it was portrayed, like pushed that movie so over the top, like to get so invested and just like in a monologue was one of my favorite things. Oh yeah. It was their, their dialogue throughout was probably my, like my favorite part of the movie. Honestly, they, the way they spoke to each other, you could tell that they were, they were both uh i'm not gonna say academic they were intellectual like they they were they were on a different plane than most of the other characters in the movie um i think that was by design uh her younger sisters were kind of annoying you know yeah but they were just they were just both hard-headed as hell yeah and it's just like neither one of them it was kind of like what was it kaguya where if you admit you like them you lose all the power in the relationship yeah and so they were just steadfast I'm not going to say I love you first. And then it's just, just bullheaded. No, I look, I agree. I, uh, Hattie says, yes, best book ever. Kira Knightley does a great role in the story. Yeah, I think so too. Well, Hattie's obviously never read the cat in the hat. So yeah. (laughs) Yeah. She just wanted to point out that she reads books. (laughs) Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm kidding. Hattie. Thank you for tuning in um but no look the the movie was great all the way around i think the dialogue's probably the, the strongest part of the movie the most the the thing that i like the best about it especially between her and mr darcy it was really fun um yeah i gave this movie a four out of five i i highly i i think it should be watched by most people or all people who love the genre um it is a, a really cool love story in a time period that we're not very familiar with um and i think that you can also kind of learn you know what what things were like especially in a a different country and it was very cool it was very cool and you were right the chick from uh the redheaded chick uh the sister from the show that we watch yellowstone oh uh, beth dunham yes yes um she's in the movie and i thought she did a really good job she she plays a really good snob like yeah, she is just 
easily uppity. Like you, like she's a, a she does a good job of making you dislike her on mm-hmm. screen. Yeah. So kudos to her as well. Uh, I thought it was casted well. Uh, I don't think there was too many casting choices I didn't like. I think maybe Mister, uh, not not Dunham. What was his name? The guy that originally proposed, the weird guy. Oh, the, the cousin. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I didn't. I don't. Didn't pay oh, much not not Wickham. Mister Collins. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and that was played by Tom Hollander. He looks familiar. I feel like I've seen him somewhere. Um. But yeah, no. Overall, great movie. Four out of five. Highly recommend. You should watch if you haven't. If you have, you should probably watch it again because it's a good watch. Uh, so that's all I got for Pride and Prejudice this week. All right. You got a movie for me for next week? I do. And because you gave me a classic love story, I will return the favor. I will give you The Notebook. The Notebook. Little Nicholas Sparks action. Anything with Rachel McAdams, I'm okay with. All right. All right. So, what do you got for me? I also have a classic. Is it The Notebook? No. Okay, good. Uh, no one puts baby in a corner. Dirty Dancing? Dirty Dancing. Let's get it. A little Patrick Swayze, God bless. Oh. God arrest his soul. Patrick Swayze. Yeah, a little Roadhouse. I can dig it. Roadhouse. That was one of my favorite movies growing up, by the way. Just the like Roadhouse is sweet. It's such a man's movie. Yeah, and then Sam Elliott. You know, what Sam great, Elliott. What oh. a great guy, dude. All right, so we got Patrick Swayze. Nobody puts Baby in a Corner, a little Dirty Dancing. My mom's going to love that, actually. I think that yeah. was her favorite movie. That's my mom's favorite. Way back when. Yeah, <laughs> oh, I, I think it, it must be a thing. It just must it's be a thing. Be. It's yeah. a mom thing. So, all right, cool. Well, we got something to look forward to next week. Yeah. Um. That being said, you want to hop into, would you like to hop into our Everyone's a Critic? Yes. I will. All right. So, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first? Uh, I'll go first, but you got to give me the questions. Sure. So, uh, my, our our topic this week in our, in our Everyone's a Critic book, which I left at home. So, Jared's going to give me the questions and I'll, I'll mm-hmm. answer them. Um, was low budget, high Big box office. Big box office. Yeah, low budget, big box office. Uh, And these are movies that didn't cost a lot to produce, but did pretty well in the box office. Uh, I selected Mad Max since we're doing movies that we haven't seen before. And it's it it was uh it was on the list of low budget, big box office, you know, type movies. This was a movie that made a comeback. Um, I think originally it did poorly, and then. Uh, did well in foreign countries. Right. Came back to the States and, and made kind of a, had sort of a, a, a reawakening here in the States. Um, so it became kind of a, a cult classic. Um, but yeah, so I, I picked Mad Max. And this was uh, 1979. Yep. Uh, Mel Gibson, who's the only real notable actor in, in the film uh this was his coming out party this was this was the movie that kind of put him on the map uh so it's a very young mel gibson mm-hmm. um essentially the movie is set in the future and i guess he's there he's a police officer but like everything's done on the road it's a very weird anyways 
uh, it's kind of hard to follow the story, to be honest with you. I don't know if that's typical of movies that were made in that time period, um, but it I mean, was. I think it's just. I think it's just the movie. I mean, very dystopian. Just. Yeah. I mean, like I said, hadn't really been done before, so. Yeah. So let me tell you what I thought about this movie. I thought it was absolutely atrocious. Yeah, you said you were giving it one and a half stars, right? I, I'm giving it one and a half stars. I respect what it was able to do with not a lot of money. Um, and Mel Gibson was perfectly fine to watch. I think the best part of the movie was Mel Gibson, but uh, the guy who played the goose, who I'm not – I don't even know who that was. Yeah. Um, he was kind of fun to watch. He was like a fun – like comic relief sort of mm. hothead and uh so i enjoyed his performance uh fife the captain was just weird off-putting i didn't like his character i didn't like i didn't like his role any of the dialogue didn't like didn't like the dialogue of the movie uh, it was just i found it very hard to appreciate and that's tough because i you know i whenever i go into these things watching a, a new movie that's Widely considered to be pretty good. I mean, this got a 6.9 out of 10 on IMDb, which to me is absolutely, I'm literally befuddled. Uh, I have no idea how anybody could score that that close to a seven. I mean, if that if that's a seven, Kevin Costner is, is 12 out of 10. I don't know. What do you, mean? you mean Dennis Quaid? I mean Dennis Quaid. Sorry. I was about to say, Dennis, what, do you, what did you have against Kevin yeah. Costner? I like Kevin Costner. Sorry, my brain's, you know. But yeah, Dennis Quaid, 12 out of 10. If, the, if this is a 7 out of 10, you know, so. Uh, what were, give me some of the questions. Uh, not the who wrote it stuff. Just give me the. Did it win any awards? This movie? Five wins and eight nominations. Um, I mean, were they wins of any significance or were they like the Nickelodeon it was, Choice Awards? I, I, it won an all. <laughs> uh australian film institute so like i said it did well overseas um not so much here well probably Actually, because i think like, it takes place in australia i think that's well, why yeah because australia is like 40 years behind us yeah that that actually might explain a whole lot yeah no, no we'll say that um yeah nothing um yeah was there good was there a character that you identified with yeah, I probably uh, the goose. The goose. And yeah, because he was the comedic relief. Well, no, it's not so much that as it was that he was like, he was kind of he had a little, you know, he was a little hot headed at times in the film. And I, I, I related to that a little bit, you know. Uh, the the maddest he got was when one of the criminals that he had caught, like lawyered up, and they just let him walk out the front door, and he was visibly pissed off about it and yeah you know chased him out with like a a billy club you know yeah so uh you know i i appreciated his his role um it, it wasn't long-lived he he saw a similar ending to goose in top gun oh yeah <laughs> um, i've never seen the movie so i'm glad you watched it so i don't have to yeah, don't. Are you going to watch the second one, Welcome to the Thunderdome? No. 
I'm not. I'm not gonna watch any Mad Max movie ever again. Probably. I don't like, know, I heard, like the I, 2015 one. I'm. Not, I don't even want to watch I that. Know, I heard that one was really good. That won a couple Oscars. Did it really? Yeah. Oh wow. It's I might Char- have to. It's got Charlie Theron and Ed Hardy. So yeah. I feel like Tom that's Hardy. a very Ed Charlie Theron movie, thing. though. I feel like that's yeah. her vibe. Yeah. You know. We like her. And Tom Hardy. Eh, I'm not. I'm not a big Charlie Theron person, to be honest. I, I think she's good. Have you that's, seen Kill Bill? I didn't. No. Yeah. That's, I thought it was awful. Is she in Kill Bill? Two. Volume two, I'm pretty sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. I was so, like, I, I know that's Uma Thurman, and I hate Uma Thurman. Oh, oh, actually, that might be who I'm thinking of, Uma yeah. Thurman, now that you say that. Yeah, Charlie Theron was the bad guy in the Fast movies. When, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got you. And she was in uh, Hancock. Yeah. I, I actually don't mind her. Sorry. It's, it was Uma Thurman. I get they, it. I feel like they look alike. No. They have to, right? Uma Thurman looks like Big Bird. But That's just mean. Let's just look at her. Yeah. I can't I'm, stop looking at your Ted Lasso shirt, by the way. Believe. That's awesome. Um, But, yeah, so I actually saw a couple different friend, like movies in this movie. I saw Top Gun. Right with a lot of the uh, uh, mannerisms, the the goose reference was kind of cool. Um, and then this is going to surprise you, but uh, the Saw movies. That makes sense. So there, yeah. So there's a scene where uh, Mel Gibson's going on this rampage because his kid just they just killed his kid, which I hated by the way. Um, yeah, you don't like that. Yeah, they, yeah, it was awful. He was an infant too. It was like maybe two years old. So they killed his kid, uh, messed up his wife pretty good. Like pretty good. Like she didn't have an arm. She was, it was bad. So I got to give you two of them. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> that, uh, so he went on a Archer-esque rampage. Yep. Where he was essentially trying to just kill everybody in this biker gang. And one of the guys that was bad, but maybe not quite as bad as the main bad guy. He's still bad. He kind of gave him a chance to live. He set up this trap of there's a gas leak, and he started a fire near the gas leak, and he was like, hey, you got, he handed him a saw and said, you can try to cut through the shackles, which will take you about 10 minutes. Um, but if you cut through your leg – it should take you about five and you, and you might be able to live. And he just rides off in the distance and the car blows up. And now, you know, they were by, it was very saw esque, uh, set up and I guess execution as well. So yeah, a little, little bit of that. That's fair. So, was that, that was cool. Was there a best line or memorable quote? I think the best line was probably what I was talking about earlier with the goose. Yeah. Uh, he had said, He'd gotten in a bike accident and some guy picked him up, said, Man, you were lucky. And he was like, Don't count me out uh until they until you see me in the box, until they put my box in the ground or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of cool. Uh the one that came up on because I looked on IMDB, the one the the quote that came up here was a uh in reference to the scene I was just talking about. And it says the chain in those handcuffs is high tensile steel. 
It'll take you 10 minutes to hack through it with this. Now, if you're lucky, you could hack through your ankle in five minutes. Go. And that was, that was it. That was the, the scene. Um, but yeah, the movie one and a half stars, not good. Oh, was there more questions? I'm sorry. Uh, I mean, the only other ones that were different than the other ones were, do you think it would have been better with a larger budget and how would you spend the money if it did have a larger budget? Um, I don't know that it would be better with a larger budget. And I say that because I don't think the screenplay was written well. Uh, right. If you were, if, if I, if you gave me a, a bigger budget to make that movie, I'd invest it in a better screenwriter, somebody who's a little more well-known in the, in the scene. Okay. Um, and then obviously some special effects stuff, but I mean, it was 1979. I mean, I mean, Star Wars came out in like 72. So. Mm. Yeah. Special effects. I'd probably invest in some of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Call, call of George. Yeah, somebody, because that was that was tough to watch, man. It was really it's a, it's an hour and a half, but it, it's that's a long hour. And yeah, half. when you fill when you fill an hour and a half, like that's I, not, that's not. I wanted an out bad. I respect it. So, but yeah, that was my uh, everyone's a critic. Not uh, a good week for me, um, but I think you had a pretty good. Highly um, regarded movie. I'll I'll say I had an interesting week. Okay. Uh, so I did American Psycho. Uh, the cast was great. Uh, it was one of those I didn't realize everyone was in it until I saw it. Uh, Christian Bell's the main. I'm not going to call him a protagonist. He's the main thing. Uh, it's got William Defoe, Reese Witherspoon, Jared Leto. Well, Defoe's been coming up a lot. In yeah, even though I, now, granted, Defoe and Jared Leto aren't in it a ton, but they're not like I didn't even recognize Jared Leto. Like I saw his name in the opening credits. Yeah, and then I saw his character, and I was like, dude, he's so young. Really? Because this movie was made in 1999, debuted at Sundance in 2000. Oh wow! So again, another 23 year old movie. Uh and so lots changed for Jared Leto and all of them. Um, that was an indie movie? Yeah. Sick. $7 million budget made him like 35, 36-ish in theaters. Nice. Uh, it's about Patrick Bateman, the, what you would think is the normal vice president of acquisitions and mergers of some firm. Uh, he lives the high life of drinking and spending money and having sex with beautiful women so uh, is leonardo dicaprio from wolf of wall street uh not as over the top as that but you could tell he was you know had a penthouse apartment he was right. well well to do uh women loved him things like that uh and then in his free time he was a serial killer oh neat so yeah not like Leo, not like Leo in Wall Street, in Wolf of Wall Street. Uh, so the thing about Christian Bale's amazing in the movie, like he plays the role so well that sometimes you're like, 
Is he acting? Could Christian Bell like do this in his spare time and not <laughs> care type thing? Uh, but that's just uh, how good I think Christian Bell is. Right. Uh, and the thing about the movie is we never know what's real and what's not. So like Patrick Bateman will say something like he gets a smart ass answer from a bartender once. And he's like, I just, I could kill you and play with your blood, but there's, but there's no reaction to it. So you don't know if it's something he actually said, or if it's something like his inner monologue is happening. Right. And then as the movie progresses, you don't know if he's actually killing these people or if it's just something his conscious wants to do. Like, yikes. And Cause like there's, he goes on this like whole killing spree and then just goes to work the next day and people act like nothing happened, even though he like admits to doing it. They're like, no dude, that wasn't you on the phone. Like you're not actually like, you're not Patrick Bateman. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a whole mind fuck. Wow. At the end of the movie. So you have to go back and think like, what actually did I just watch for an hour 45? Right. Uh, Cause even like at the beginning of the movie, he talks about not feeling human. Like he's like, I got human characteristics, but sounds like Dexter. Yeah, it's very similar. I could see where Dexter might have taken some liberties from this idea, right? Uh, as far as I gave the movie like a three and a half to four. Uh, cool. It's not going to be for everybody. It is a harsh movie. The dialogue is rough. Um, I, there's as far as like memorable quotes if you were tuned in when we first started you might have heard one uh, but I won't repeat it uh, but there's just like a scene where he's doing cocaine <laughs> <laughs> I think I think like one of my favorite quotes from the movie was they're at this like party and they have these stalls where you can just go do cocaine and he's talking to his buddy in the stall, and some dude looks over the stall door. He's like, "Could you guys shut the fuck up? I'm trying to do drugs." <laughs> and I, was, I, was like, I was like, "Dude, what is this dialogue?" Uh, uh, that's a wild. Yeah, it is. It's a ride for sure. I gave it more three and a half to four than a three. Yeah, because I think there's way more levels to the movie that if I like did some research in maybe watch it a couple times yeah would explain it like i'm I'm, you've probably seen the scene because it's like spoofed on tiktok a lot where for like five minutes there's just these guys comparing their business cards and he gets super tilted because one guy's business card is better than his and it's like because he was like he used eggshell instead of white and it even has a fucking watermark <laughs> and it's, it's just so weird uh and so like there's his weird infatuations with like music like one of the scenes where he's committing a murder he's talking about phil collins the entire time and about how he didn't like Genesis because he thought it was pretentious, but now that he's older, he understands. And like, there's this whole <laughs> discography about Phil Collins. Uh, so he has a weird music uh, infatuation. He's got a really big thing about having reservations right. uh, at, at restaurants. So I think it's like, if I actually read into and watched someone like explain it to me, that's seen the movie four or five times, it's a movie that I could definitely say is a four. 
but I gave it like a three and a half again. It's not for the light of heart. Sure. Uh, you got to be used to some darker stuff. It's a darker tone movie. Yeah, that's what it seems like. Yeah, but it's just like, I don't know, it's hard to explain. Like, you'd have to watch some clips because Christian Bell acts like super normal. Well, Christian Bale is one of those guys that comes up a lot too. At least he has recently. And uh, he's a phenomenal talent. Christian yeah. Bale is amazing in pretty much anything he's in. He's been good for so long. Um, you know, it's it's hard to it's hard to deny that kind of his body of work. So you you know yeah. what you're getting when you get a Christian Bale film. Um, you know, you're probably gonna get a very, very good performance. I, I've gotten to be with Christian Bale, kind of like how you are with Leo, where anything he's in i'm expecting like cream of the crop like yeah top top notch um so that's something that yeah uh, it was a it was a role that i don't i couldn't picture like anyone else pulling off as well as he did so kudos yeah so i don't think it needed a bigger budget i'm just looking at some of the questions Uh, well i was hoping he's not a method actor you know yeah (laughs) yeah for sure uh yeah didn't need a bigger budget i wouldn't have spent it on anything uh it was a novel first so it was transitioned to film oh cool um i think it's not a high special effects movie i mean they just live in the real world it's nothing that needed to go above and beyond i think i think it was if you're going to portray it that way i think it's the best way to do it sure okay cool well, I'm glad you enjoyed the movie that you had. Yes. Um, that makes one of us because Mad Max was just absolutely atrocious. Um, yeah. But that was our movie this week. Uh, what's our uh, topic next week? A film starring animals. A film starring animals. All right. I think mine was Old Yeller, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's correct. Let me make sure, though. I'm pulling up my list now yep 1957 old yeller like i said i'd only seen some clips from that movie obviously the story is well known something that i've i've heard numerous times uh but never actually watched the full film so i'll I'll do that and then what what did you go with this week this was one that i didn't have yet Mm -hmm. because i'm trying to find a movie that i want to watch that i haven't seen because I don't want to fall back on, you know, Free Willy, right? Because I've seen that. You should watch. Uh, you should watch the RDJ's Doctor Doolittle. I've seen it. Yeah, and it was god awful. Oh, it was so bad. It wasn't good. It was so bad, Jared. It had John oh. Cena in it though. Yeah, it was so bad. It was that. Good. A, that changes nothing. That's true. John Cena is not a good actor. He's not a good actor. Watch. Did you can't watch Peacemaker and tell me he's not a good actor? He's not a good actor. He's 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 comedic, right? He's funny. funny. That's all you need him to be. That doesn't make that doesn't make him a good actor. Will Ferrell's not a good actor. He's just funny. Will Ferrell? Yeah. You're right. I, I know. I was just trying to think, but I, I think you're right. I but from what I hear, the the TV show he's in, I think maybe with Paul Rudd, the my therapist 
Oh he, yeah, the the Apple TV. Yes. Yeah, his acting actually looks really strong in that. Yeah, well, John so, Cena's great in Peacemaker. But he's not. Great. He's funny. He's great, great funny. He's great. But not great acting. He's great. He was great in cock blockers. <laughs> um, okay, cool. So you need a movie with an animal. Yeah. That you haven't seen. Yeah. I got nothing. Have you seen Life of Pi? Yes. Oh, I was going to say that's a really good one. Are you Googling? Yeah. Animal movies. See, guys, let me tell you guys how prepared we are. I I said this last week. Well, yeah, but now you got to announce the movie and we don't have one. You know? Yeah. Let me see. I got you. I no, I, I got it. Don't worry about Do it. Do you? I figured it out. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. Right now. Homeward Bound? No. I don't want to cry. Oh, yeah, that is. <laughs> That's a sad ass yeah. movie. You've, you've seen it, though, too, right? Yeah. All right, you're going to watch. No, I'm going to watch Rampage. Rampage? Yeah. It's Rampage. Uh, it's got The Rock in it and The Big Gorilla. Oh, I like The Rock. I bet that movie's bad, though. Probably, but The Rock probably does it good. You should watch a Planet of the Apes movie. I've seen all of them. No, you have not. You haven't seen all of them, guaranteed. You haven't seen the old 1940s Planet of the Apes movies. There's no way. I know I've seen the first one. Have you actual? Yeah. That's tip of the cap. Kudos to you. Yeah, and I saw the remake with Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, everybody's seen the remake. Yeah. But but nobody watches like, well, some people do, but like the return of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, the, no, I haven't you know, seen those. All the extra. But there's literally a picture of him kissing a monkey on here. So I'm gonna watch <laughs> I'm gonna watch Rampage. Fair enough. <laughs> so it looks like next week there's one of us is gonna really enjoy their movie and one of us is not. I'll still probably enjoy it because it's The Rock with a giant gorilla and like yeah. a Godzilla type thing. Sure, and he's kissing it. Let's no, that's move. that's Planet of the Apes. Okay, now I'm confused. Planet of the Apes has the dude making out with the monkey picture. Oh, like if you just Google Planet of the Apes and go to images, it's the third picture. It's like kissing your dog. You know, everybody kisses their dog. Not like this, dude. This is this is intimate. <laughs> this is sensual. All right, well, have fun with Rampage. Uh, So, yeah, we got a couple movies we're going to watch this week. Um, I will be watching, to recap, I will be watching, um, what what love movie did you give me again? How could you forget so quick? Because we're talking about other stuff. Dirty Dancing. Oh, yeah, Dirty Dancing. I'll be watching Dirty Dancing and Old Yeller. Mm -hmm. And, Jared, if you could recap what you will be watching this week. I'll be watching rampage mm-hmm. oh dude i forgot Hold on. <laughs> no i flamed you uh you, give me a the notebook oh yeah give me a notebook we're talking about rachel mcadams yeah because <laughs> when you said that i was like rachel mcadams did that and uh, uh mean girls in the same year nice yeah that was a good year for her it was do you like your muffin buttered <laughs> anyways 
Seen that one too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Three for you, go, 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 you go, go, go. Oh goodness. That's like a that's, but, but that movie's like an iconic. Dude, that yeah. movie, yeah, it is a generational movie. It really is. So uh hats off to those guys. That movie was awesome. Um, and still to this day, probably one of the most quoted movies. Oh um, like well, classic you, movie classics. It still pops up every like October 3rd. It's like today he asked me what day it is. <laughs> it's October 3rd. That's just, <laughs> and my Facebook just blows up with it every year. Uh fair enough. Um I I'm actually are we are we good for the day? I'm actually uh, uh are we going to con- are we doing a new binge worthy or are we gonna we we should let's give it one more week. Okay, one more week. And then next week we'll have a new show that'll give us time to actually prepare, which we're gonna do. Yeah. So we're all, we're, we're always prepared. We just don't know at what order that it's gonna happen. Yeah, we're preparing right now for it. Yeah. Just Easy. just chatting about it. Easy. Easy. Getting ready for it. Um, so let's let's give it one more week. Okay. Uh, that'll give us kind of a, a, a short little uh, hiatus from doing the binge worthy segment. And then we'll get back into it with a brand new show. Um, and we will not announce that yet. We will announce I already it. have one picked out for us. Oh, do you? Yeah. Well, would you like to announce? No, we can wait a week. Okay. That works. We'll wait a week. We'll hold off. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, Jared, if you could, would you talk about our socials? Uh, yeah. So we have? we have a bunch of stuff now. Yeah, we've added a ton of stuff to the repertoire, if you will. Ooh, uh, we had, we have our Facebook. Yes, we do. If you search for uh, silence your cell phones under the subcategory podcast, sure, uh, you'll find us there. We obviously have YouTube. If you could please like and subscribe, that helps us out a lot. Uh, we're at 15 subscribers, so. that's actually pretty great thank you please share it to everyone you think likes movies or wants to talk about movies Uh, we have a instagram silence your cell phones we have a gmail silence your cell phone no s if you want to uh email us and then what's our i don't handle the twitter what's our yeah so i actually handle the twitter the twitter is silenced phone but if you just search silence your cell phones we'll pop up comes up for usual yeah so you'll see our our new logo big shout out to david hammond yeah thank Um, you so much david we also have i was gonna say we also have a patreon now yeah um is that what you're gonna say that was what i was gonna say great minds uh we have a patreon now uh which we will be doing some different content for uh just our patreon members so it's a it's a cool way to engage more with us uh there's tons of benefits to becoming a member there's different tiers so you'll have access to different things the the, you know the the higher you go um so yeah we've got a ton of stuff popping right now um and like jared said please like share subscribe on youtube it's a tremendous help and we really appreciate all of the love and support we've been given so that we can continue doing the stuff yes um for next week's episode also uh it's going to be on a tuesday not a yep. wednesday uh we will have a guest we the will one, the only dane mcglone yes uh he is our resident 
film, I guess, award guru. Uh, I would say he probably pays attention to the Oscars and Golden Globes and things like that uh, much more closely than we do. So we're going to have him on here. I think next Tuesday, actually, we get the Oscar nominees. So we'll kind of get the live reactor day of react with him, uh, pick his brain, see what he's watched over the past year. Uh, just kind of catch up with him. You know, Dane's a good friend of mine. Uh, so we're excited to have him. Yeah, Dane's good people. Um, and I'm and you guys have heard his name before. He's kind of all over our social medias. Uh, he's regularly participating with us and giving us some insights. Um, you know, anytime I post about a movie, I always got it. There's always a Dane comment underneath. I think today we I said something about the the other side, the song on uh, um, the P.T. Barnum musical. I forget names yeah, right now. The Greatest Showman. Thank you. The Greatest Showman. And uh, he got mad at me and he said that it was not the best song in the musical. And I uh, said, but it 100% is the best song. Yeah. But like he said, this is me. And I'm like, that's basic. Yeah. Dude, that's because everybody says that, whatever yeah, the original dance. They're talking about me in that song. I misunderstood. It, oh, God. Yeah cringe yeah so but no dane dane's good people i'm looking forward to having him on the show his insight is going to be welcome um something that i'm not as familiar with is movie awards the screen guild the oscars the whatever um i've never really paid attention but i think i'll be more prepared for this Oscars season yes because i feel like i've will have seen majority of everything they talk about. Like, I know I still need to see Belfast. Yeah. Because I know that's going to be all over it. Uh, yeah. I need to see it. And then... Sianco. Sierna. Sierna. Yes. Tomato, tomato. Whatever. Uh, I actually thought you were saying it wrong for the longest time. No. I have, this, I have the soundtrack on my phone. Already? Yeah. You, you, you downloaded the soundtrack before you saw the movie? Yeah. That's not cool. Well, I had to. Cause I got, I heard, saw the trailer, and the song got stuck in my head, so I had to, I had to listen. To okay, it. that makes sense. Yeah, I've got a couple I need to watch, but for the most part, I, I think with us the with the podcast and and doing yeah. all this stuff, like it just naturally prepared us for for the award season. So yeah, I've also pushed know. myself way more uh, to watch yeah. more Oscar e movies than in the past. Yeah. Um, speaking of Oscars. Uh, the movie of the week is Jackass Forever. So yes, it's, it's almost of Oscars. It's almost in the same category. Uh, so, well, it's either that or Moonfall. Yeah, but it's uh, it's Jackass without Bam Margera. So big sad. Yeah, well, he did it to himself. He did, but Bam's not nearly as important as Johnny Knoxville and Steve-O. Yeah, that's fair. They're the heroes. Um, they are. I will be out of town until Sunday. Yes. So maybe can I say something real fast? Yeah. This is to Mr. Scott Hubbard. I'm wishing you a very happy birthday. Much love, man. Yeah, he doesn't know I'm coming. So I'm surprising you Friday. But I know for a fact he doesn't watch this. So. Oh, perfect. Okay, cool. <laughs> so I'm sitting there like, oh yeah, but it's cool. Uh or by the time he probably does watch it, it'll be. Uh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Whatever. Um, Your dad so, yeah. doesn't love so, us. Yeah, or who doesn't know how to work YouTube very well. That that's makes what, way that's, more sense. That, that's what I tell myself <laughs> to go to sleep, not cry. Okay, that's, uh, that's a fair point. 
Uh, yeah, so either Sunday night or maybe Monday night we'll need to catch it because I work until 7.30, uh, so I won't catch the 7 o'clock jackass tomorrow. Um, we'll, we'll make it happen either way. Yeah. Well, there's nothing on Sunday night anyway. It's like I said, no one wants to watch the Pro Bowl. Uh, and I'm sure, the, I'm sure the Senior Bowl's earlier in the afternoon. So. Yeah, I probably won't watch it. I was just – just talking out your ass, then, huh? Pretty much. Yeah, dude. I hate you. <laughs> Lies. <laughs> uh, I think that's everything, unless you wanted to add something. No, that's all I got, brother. Go ahead and sign us off. All right. Until next week, guys, and sing. <laughs>